You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. And welcome inside the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvoglu. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at Rosvoglu Report and on Instagram at Saints underscore straight up. Also, don't forget, if you want to become a supporter of the podcast, you can for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on wherever you're listening to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, whatever it may be, it'll be there. Now, although it's a dark time in sports and a super dark time and the fact that for the next two months, we're probably going to be without pro sports, whether it's basketball, hockey, baseball, soccer, whatever you're into besides football, you probably won't have that luxury of watching. So, Get your Netflix ready, get Disney Plus ready, whatever the hell it is. You're probably going to have to do that for a while. That being said, it doesn't mean we won't have NFL news coming in. And in fact, the Saints had two pretty big pieces of news coming in for this week. One of them being with David Onyemata, who is set to make a lot of money, according to reports, on the free uh, free agent market. And then Drew Brees, who will not be going anywhere Not a shocker. We all know that, but it's good to know that Drew Brees will be coming back for the New Orleans Saints. And what makes it even sweeter is, according to Ian Rappaport, he will not be demanding top dollar. Now, although that seems like a very objective stance, he will not be demanding top dollar and there's nothing else to it. It's apparently subjective, according to Saints fans, because it depends on what your idea is of him not demanding top dollar. But here's the deal. And we're going to go with the big story to start this because... We all need this. We all need some good news today. If you're a sports fan, it's been a rough day. Like I can tell you this might be the hardest day for sports fans in a while, just being told, you can't watch this, you can't watch that. No March Madness, no NBA, whatever it is, like I said. But if you're a Saints fan, there is some positive news, and it's the fact that Drew Brees apparently is going to get around $25 million a year. It could be less, but it's around that ballpark. And let me tell you why, personally, as someone who has said, I want Drew to take a pay cut, I'm pretty happy with that number. When you think about how much a quarterback's going to make, you always want to look around, what are they getting? Because competition's everything in any profession. You want to make sure that there's not a guy who's doing less work than you and getting paid more, and and you're getting paid a a fair amount. If you think you work as hard and not better than that guy, then you deserve a better salary, and that's the way it works. And we've seen that, and and we've seen it with Jared Goff. We've seen it with uh, Wentz. We even saw it with Jimmy Garoppolo when he got his contract. And then we've seen it now with Russell Wilson and soon-to-be Patrick Mahomes, who is going to get let's say $40 million a year. There is no question that Drew Brees is past his prime. I don't think anyone's debating that. And if you are still debating it, then let's give it up. We have to understand and accept what Drew is. Drew is a great veteran quarterback who has limitations. What are those limitations? He can't throw the ball deep as frequently as he used to. That's what happens with age. But what does Drew do extremely well? Hmm. Still the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. He might be the best at reading defenses. You want to take Brady? I won't argue, but he really is that damn good. Great leader. You can't replace that. And more importantly, he just knows the Saints offense better than anyone else because, duh, he's been there for 13, 14 years. And if Drew's $25 million quarterback and you think that's a lot, let me just tell you the quarterbacks who next year will for certain be making more money than Drew Brees. Russell Wilson, Big Ben Roethlisberger, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, and this one would be ironic if it happens, possibly Teddy Bridgewater, and also possibly Ryan Tannehill. Those are the quarterbacks who could be making more money than Drew Brees next year. Out of that list, there's only one that I can definitively tell you I would take him over Drew Brees for a season, and it's Russell Wilson, and why not? He's great. 
but would I take Drew, would I take Big Ben over Drew Brees? Not a chance in hell. Like the only thing that Big Ben's gonna beat Drew Brees in the competition is who's the bigger asshole. It's obviously Big Ben. But seriously, I'm taking Brees over Wentz because of durability. I'll take Brees over Goff because Goff's not that good. I'll take Brees over Matt Ryan because we know what he is. You'll take Brees over Cousins, over Garoppolo, over Stafford, um, over Derek Carr, who I, I didn't mention the first time around, but he's making $25 million a year. Give me Brees over Prescott. Give me Brees over Tannehill. Give me Brees over Bridgewater, obviously, because if I didn't think that, then what the hell are we doing here? We should be talking about the Saints signing Teddy. So I think it's a... When you when you say, oh, $25 million, that's not really a pay cut, it's not about looking at it as a pay cut. It's, can Drew bleed you out for more money, but he's not doing so? The answer is yes. Can Drew, if he, hit the, if he hits the open market, command a salary of $30, $35, maybe $40 million for a year? Yes. And if you think no, let me tell you something. There's some desperate teams out there. Tampa Bay, Miami, New England, if they lose Tom Brady, Dallas, there are some desperate teams out there. You don't think that they would throw $40 million at Drew Brees for a single season, say, let's ride, let's try and win the Super Bowl, and that's it? They would, because they know at the end of the day, all you got is right now, and it's what have you done for me lately, and a Super Bowl would do a lot for any owner, for any coach, the leash extends, it really helps. So, do I think $25 million is necessarily a pay cut? No. But do I think $25 million is a huge win for New Orleans? Absolutely, and... I think what people are forgetting is if Drew Brees gets this done before the new league year, we can get rid of that $21.3 million dead cap hit, and the Saints have another clear plan of who they're going to attack, who they're going to get in free agency. And I think the greatest thing about the way this whole Drew Brees story has gone down is the Saints have never been behind the curve. He tells them in February, I'm coming back. He tells them right about now what it seems like, I'm not going to command top dollar. So now the Saints know they'll be a little bit more flexible in free agency. Those things all help. And I'm not saying that Drew Brees is the, you know, the definition of a leader because he's doing this. There are other reasons why I would say that. But it does help because if he really, really wanted to, he can go for one last big contract at 41 years old, but he's not going to do it. And I think that does help. And you have to remember this. With the new CBA that could get approved, salary cap could go up. $25 million is not a lot for a quarterback. And I think it's also interesting to think, what if this isn't his last season? Two-year, $50 million deal, $25 a year for a quarterback for two more years? That's not bad. It really isn't bad at all. So I really do uh, think if that is the scenario for Drew right now, you all have to sign up for it. And don't tell me no, because if you're telling me no, you want Jared Goff for $33 million a year? Is that what you want? Because that's what the current market's paying. It's what they're paying. And, and you'll be shocked when you see the quarterback contracts. I don't, I don't think people realize how crazy the market's going to get. And we'll, we'll find out, and everyone will know, when guys like Tannehill are making three years 70 and Bridgewater's breaking open the bank for, who knows, three years 60-something. And even guys like Winston are getting decent deals. You'll see. I mean, Phillip Rivers sucked this past season, to put it frank, frankly, and he's going to get a nice deal, even if it's for a year or two. And Tom Brady will at 42, 43 years old, he'll get a good deal. Like that's just the way the market works. $25 million a year for Breeze, not bad. Now, someone who will apparently get paid pretty well, and this one's shocking people, David Onyemata. Now, this was a little bit of a polarizing topic for some Saints fans. I had a lot of you guys go to me, oh, well, you know what? If that's how much he's going to get paid, get out of here. We don't need you. Let me tell you something about David Onyemata, man. I, I, I'm so impressed 
by guys who haven't picked up a football till their later stages of their, you know, their young career. And they just get it. And David Onyemata, for the minute he went for the Saints, you can just tell he was going to get better and better and better. That said, he's reached the point in his career where it's time to put whatever feelings you have for New Orleans to the side, put whatever um, loyalty to the team that drafted you to the side, and go get your money. And it sounds like you will, and I commend him for that. And I think people who are saying, oh, you know, what do the kids call it now? It's like you're capping or something. I believe that's what it is. I know I sound like an idiot saying it, but... I think that's what they're saying. It kind of seems like anyone who thinks that these reports about him getting paid $10 million a year are a lie don't understand how important some teams see a guy like David Onyemata. When you can't get an elite pass rusher, what do you value? You value someone who can wreak havoc in the interior. And David Onyemata's sack numbers might not wow you. They might not impress you like a Chris Jones or an Aaron Donald, but the reality is a guy like Chris Jones or an Aaron Donald, they don't come around very often. So if you can get your hands on a David Onyemata, who is, I believe, 27 years old and is coming off a three-sack season, and we've also seen him have a a four-and-a-half-sack season, and maybe get him in a scheme where you think will fit his skill set better, why not take the shot? And I think what we're going to see this offseason, with the cap going up most likely, with teams ready to spend some money. For my basketball fans that are listening, do you remember that offseason where the TV ratings and the deals went up and all of a sudden some you know guys like Timothy Mozgov were getting crazy deals and we're like, what the hell? Did the Nets just drop $100 million on Alan Crabb and who the hell is this that's getting paid? Like, You remember that offseason where the role players were cashing in on $20 million deals? And I'll actually make this a little bit better. I'll localize this one for you. New Orleans fans, you know damn well Solomon Hill should be arrested for robbing the Pelicans of as much money as he did. I mean, Solomon Hill... Great college basketball player at Arizona, NBA player, was not good, and yet he got himself a nice $40 million-something deal from uh, from the New Orleans Pelicans. Like, you guys remember that, and I bet you guys are still probably heated about that name, okay? And I think we're going to see now where an average NFL player who might have a little bit of upside is going to get paid, and Anyamata is going to get paid. When Mike Garofolo says it, when Jeremy Fowler starts to say it, and everyone keeps chirping, oh, there's, you know, there's some defensive tackles that are going to get paid and you might not have heard of them, it's David Onyemata, I'm telling you. And I think what I will see, what I could see happening, excuse me, is Onyemata getting like a four-year, $36 million deal. Heck, it wouldn't shock me if he gets three-year, 30. But I think that's what's going to happen. And the instant question, if that does happen, is are the Saints going to pay that? And then, the you know, if they don't, well, who do you replace them with? So this brings up two interesting questions, and I'll be here to answer both of them. Now, do I think the Saints are going to pay that? No, I actually will go as far to say my bold prediction is the Saints might get um, a compensatory pick next year, and they never get those. Every year you look at the, the, the list of themes and you see, hey, you know, did the Saints get a compensatory pick this year? And it's always no. The answer will almost likely always be no. But I think this is going to be the rare year where they lose more free agents than they gain. Onyemata is going to be one of those guys that they lose, in my opinion. And the reason being... You got Malcolm Brown. He looks good. Undrafted rookie free agent uh, in Shy Tuttle, who was fantastic in his first year in New Orleans. And you still got Sheldon Rankins on the mend, who, when he's healthy, is the best defensive tackle on your team. So you have those three boys. You could draft one. I do like Devon Hamilton from Ohio State. I do also like Lynch from Baylor. Uh, pretty big kid, pretty athletic. I like him a lot. And then I would say if you want to go to free agency, you got veterans like McCoy. You got another veteran like Michael Brockers, who I know my LSU folks would definitely be like, okay, bring Brockers in. Let's see what the guy's got and let him play for his hometown team. But I, I think there's options. That's all I have to say about that. And 
if you are a part of that group that says, oh, well, Anyamata is not that important, he is. But just because you're important doesn't mean you're expendable. You're not expendable. Um, and I think a guy like Anyamata, who is a pretty good role player for the Saints, in an offseason where they have to be so precise, they have to make sure they make all the right moves to maximize this Drew Brees window, you can afford to lose Anyamata. And it won't shock me if the Saints lose Anyamata, they lose Von Bell, they lose Teddy Bridgewater. I think they'll lose those three guys, and then it comes down to who are you keeping the supplemental guys who you keep it. Is an A.J. Klein back for another year? Is a Janoris Jenkins back at a reduced salary? Those are the real questions, the real free agents, where I'm sitting here and wondering, will they be back in the Big Easy for another season? That's the real, real question that we have to ask here. Now, before I log off on this episode, because I don't want to make it too short. I mean, 12, what, 12 and a half minutes that we're at right now, that'd be way too short for you guys, and I feel like I'd be cutting it. So let's talk about a serious topic. Let's, And this is something that will probably scare Sports fans, but it's something we must discuss. Should the NFL change its schedule? And I'm on a yes, and I'm also on a no basis here. And and here's where I'm saying yes, and here's where I'm saying no. Do I think that the NFL should get rid of fan attendance for this year's draft? Yes. And I think that absolutely stings because it was going to be in Vegas. They had the boat set up for the players, and it looks sick. I, I love the idea of it, but I think right now, Let's forget about the show. Let's forget about the money. Let's put the the, the health and safety of the fans and the players first. Um, and I think we get rid of the fan attendance for this year's draft, which is in six weeks. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, Chris, in six weeks, we'll have it under control. We don't know that. So it's a guessing game. So let's actually be ahead of the curve instead of saying either last minute we have fans there and people get sick or last minute you make people cancel their plans to Vegas and everyone gets screwed over financially. Like make the decision within the coming week. Figure it out. I think they should cancel that in terms of fan attendance. And you can do the draft um, still via television. You can. And just have no fans there. You can do the draft via conference call, which I think would be the funniest thing. Just imagine your Dave Gettleman's and your Mickey Loomis's um, and all those dudes and your Jim Mercer's and, and Ballard's and all these higher up and executives just trying to figure out who they're going to pick over the phone. And it's just a whole mess. I think it'd be hilarious. Um, I don't know if the NFL will do that, but I think it would be pretty funny. But that's something that the NFL should change. Now, for anyone coming at me saying the NFL should consider delaying its schedule, do you not know what month we're in? So at the same time where I told you it's better to be proactive than sitting there at the last second like, holy crap, I did not make a move on this. We're screwed. Let's just settle down on saying the NFL should cancel its season. It's March. The NFL season doesn't start till September. And the funny thing is, a lot of you are probably sitting there going, who the hell's telling you we should cancel the season? Guys, people have told me we should cancel the season. Like, I've literally sat there, gone through my replies, and I'm like, do I, re- do I answer back to this person and tell them, go look at the calendar? Or do I respectfully have to bullshit my way around and say, uh, well, let's see what happens now because it's March and, you know, September's a while away. But with, And that's the route I took, by the way, if you're really asking. Um, but this idea that, we need to panic and postpone or suspend or cancel the season. Relax. It's not there yet. If this problem is lingering in June and July, we're going to come back to this, and we're going to talk about it, and we're going to have a very serious discussion. But for now, my worry is about Pro Day. My worry is about um, – so Pro days, like I said, my worry is about the draft. Um, and, and I'm not worried about free agency. I know the NFL might actually suspend free agency and delay it. Here's the deal. If you're a really good player, you know which teams you want to meet with, you know which teams you want to talk with, and you can get sold or be out on a team just from a simple phone conversation. And if that's not enough, you can take it to a different measure and we'll figure it out. They come to you, you go to them. I know they don't want people traveling right now, but you can figure it out. I don't think the NFL 
needs to cancel free agency or suspend free agency, whatever you want to call it. I think people need free agency right now. I'm telling you as a sports fan, we already know Drew's coming back, so it's fine. I want to know where Tom Brady's going. I I don't like the guy, but I want to know where he's going. I want to see which teams are going after Teddy Bridgewater. And at a time right now where you can't watch basketball, you can't watch hockey, you can't watch the XFL or soccer. I don't know who watches soccer, but if you do, you can't watch it. Sorry. Um, you want to know what's going on with the NFL free agents. And if you're a Saints fan, where's Bridgewater going? How much are the Saints paying Taysom Hill? Well, what did Breeze get? If you're an NFL fan in general, like I said, you want to see where Brady goes, how much Dak gets paid, who gets A.J. Green, who drafts Joe Burrow, who drafts Tua, do the Lions trade Stafford? I can go on and on and on, but the point is now more than ever, if there's a way to keep free agency going without people getting sick, you have to keep it because people just need something to cling on to and focus and watch, and it's something we'll key on. And right now, with the way everything's going, my gut feeling is it gets postponed for a little bit in a week or two or you know, at the, in the beginning of April, and that would really hurt teams because... The one thing about the NFL that I love more than anything, I think their offseason is constructed perfectly. I think sometimes the NBA offseason is not long enough, but I look at the NFL one and I'm like, you know what? The players who don't make the playoffs have January off. They got uh, February, March, April, May for the most part, and then we're back at little OTAs and stuff. We're back at training camp in July. They got time off. NBA players, if you're good, you got July off, you got August off, and, and all of a sudden September you're training again. Like, it's quick. Life comes at you fast. And, and again, 82-game season is different from 16 games. I get it, but it's just the whole point. And I think that if the NFL has to somehow rearrange their offseason when they don't need to, that can be an issue. But if we really think that there's going to be a problem with players taking meetings, I get it. I, I'm just for one of those guys right now that I, we need something, man. We're desperate with sports news. Um, so we'll see what happens there with free agency. Now, before I wrap it up, just want to talk about a couple of exciting news about the podcast, which I've been teasing a couple of weeks in a row, but I'll keep doing it. Well, besides supporting, there are a couple of things that are going to come out. I will do merch. And right now, actually, if you do want, you want one of the Straight Up Saints logos, I have that available. Link will be in the episode description. I'll leave that for you guys. It's very cheap if you do want one. I'm also going to make different uh, variations of one. It's not even going to be with my logo. It's just going to be cool Saints frame, uh, phrases, Saints graphics, stuff like that. And I'm not going to obviously say my ideas on air. Uh, just in case we have someone ready to take them, but they will be out. I'll have them all ready by the season, probably a little bit earlier, hopefully by, I don't want to make any false promises here, but the hope is by, let's say, May, that all my designs are out for people to buy if they want them. Uh, and, and then in terms of the phone-in segment, once free agency gets going, we're, we're starting these calls. Like, that's it. I, I am ready to fire away and listen to what you guys have to say about the Saints team the minute free agency begins. If that bad boy starts Monday... We are starting the phone calls Monday. There is nothing that's going to stop us in that path, okay? So that's when the phone segment would come in, so stay tuned for that. And if you're interested in that from now and you want to message me about it, let me know, and I will have a list of people who will get first priority if you message me at. If not, do not worry about it. We'll have people on Twitter get the first come, first serve with the calls. We'll probably do around four to five an episode, anywhere around that range, and we'll see how it goes week to week. But those are the last little parting shots I want to give you guys before I say my goodbyes on this episode of the podcast. But until then, guys, if there's more Saints news that comes out, I will make sure to hit you guys. But let me know on Twitter what you think about Drew Brees possibly getting $25 million a year or less. Who knows? We'll see when the contract details come out. And what do you think about David Onyemata breaking the bank, potentially, and getting $10 million a year? Do you think it's too much, too little? 
Do you want the Saints to pay that price? What do you think? And I don't know why I said too little because you probably don't think that one at all. But let me know what you do think about Anjumana and what you think about Drew Brees. But until then, guys, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned, as always, for more content from the Straight Up Saints podcast.